alive! It's alive! Hello, welcome to the Extra Stuff Action Spoils Podcast, which is a supplemental podcast to the Stuff and Junk Show, as well as the Spoilers Please Podcast, which doesn't exist anymore. That's how old, that's how it's that's how long it's been since we've released an episode of Extra Stuff Extra Spoils. I believe the last episode was back in September, so it's been like five months. Five months of no extra stuff, extra spoils. I've been joking about how it's in hibernation and all stuff. Six, five months is, a, I guess, a pretty decent hibernation time. But it's back. It's back to the, the whole purpose of why it exists. Which is, like I said, a supplemental podcast for the Stuff and Junk Show. Basically, uh, things that didn't fit in the Stuff and Junk Show uh, will be put over here. And normally, I have been doing this mostly for the convention stuff. And since I haven't been going to a lot of conventions anymore... That's the reason why you haven't been listening to this. And we don't really do a lot of like um, after credits anymore. So they're, they're actually becoming segments now and all that stuff. So there's been a reason why there's been an absence of extra stuff, extra spoils. But I want to go back to the uh, original promise of having at least one episode a month for extra stuff, extra spoils. Uh, and probably it's going to be just me on the podcast. No, so that's a lie. I'm sure there'll be episodes where I'll have Ruti on or Jamming on. And whatnot. So keep an eye on that. But for this episode, we are going to be covering, uh, covering. We are going to be playing the extended audio clips, extended panel audio clips from WonderCon Anaheim 2019. If you haven't listened to the Stuff and Junk Show episode 229, check it out. I ramble on about uh, my experience at WonderCon Anaheim 2019 and played some clips from panels I've been to and interviews and whatnot. Uh, for this one, I am going to specifically play about. F- Four, yeah, four, four, four extended audio clips from the Dark Phoenix panel, uh, Marvel's Agent of Shield panel, Godzilla King of Monsters panel, and Shazam panel. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play those. So they are extended. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be doing a lot of talking. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not even going to introduce. No, that's a lie. I'm gonna introduce it. All right. So here we go. Here's the first extended audio clip for the Dark Phoenix panel. Uh, welcome back to the extra stuff, extra spoils, guys. It's alive! It's alive! All right, all right, all right. Like a phoenix, it came back to life. Oh, look, I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna segue with a pun. But yeah, here we go. Oh, I sent a panel on the clip for the Dark Phoenix panel at WonderCon Anaheim 2019. Uh, play it. Insane. There's a balance here. You know, it's very light. You guys are friends, but at the same time, your character's really going through a lot yeah. in this storyline. I mean, I kind of see it, and I have to tell you that, not to make light, but I relate to it because partially it's about a lady getting cracks on her face and being unable to control them, (laughs) right? So, I mean, that's part of it. But can you talk about the difference in preparing to play Jean versus preparing to play Phoenix? That's interesting. Um, But you're right, the movie is mainly about wrinkles. That's kind of what we're going um, I got that, yeah. Yeah, you got it. Um, I mean, really, the, the preparation to play Jean and the preparation to play Phoenix was kind of the same preparation. Because it, it's not like, uh, it's not really like day and night. They're not, they're kind of fused together, and that's why there's such an internal struggle. It's because it's these two kind of separate entities fighting each other within one person's body. And so that's what we were kind of going for. So really, we wanted to study schizophrenia and dissociative identity disorder to kind of really delve into the psyche of the character and ground it, uh, ground her in something quite real and something we 
resonate with a lot of people. So that's what we were kind of going for, rather than two separate entities. Yeah, which really adds a lot of nuance to the character because at all times there's something going on. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I know we're going to lose some people with a hair conversation, but would you bear with me for a second? Um, because that CG is so cool. Yeah. But what was that like in real life? It was terrible. Um, they decided, you know, the best way to do it is you have to kind of put like a, a bulb cap on and uh, tracking points for CGI. So, and, and one part of my costume is like this purple coat, this huge collar that kind of comes up like and I've got this bald cap on, and I look like Megamind. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like, you don't feel cool, you don't feel powerful, you look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that fun. <laughs> and they had me on this thing that they, not in the reshoots, but when we were originally filming it, this parallelogram, um, where basically, like, it was like a seesaw, uh, one end had weights on it and the other end um, was just like a bike seat. And so I would kind of sit on this bike seat, my legs up straight, my mega mind top off, and they would just like seesaw me up together. And it would just be the most painful, humiliating experience. <laughs> but it looks really cool at the end. So, and I'm not. <laughs> It's good visual. <laughs> it works. In the end of the day, it works. So yeah. it's like, thank you for going through all that. No Shame on you for putting her through that. All right. I'm not going to waste that much time now. Um, but here we go on to the next panel, which is Marvel's Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I, think I, I think I didn't get the first part of the panel. Or whatever. Anyways, here we go. Play it. Is a large cat. Uh, <laughs> do you have a, a, a question? I do. This one is for Mr. Ian DeCastiker. Ah, what a surprise. First of all, I want to say that you were absolutely fantastic in Overlord. Ah. He was in Overlord? Yeah. So you were the one who went. Okay, go. Oh, man. So I just, we're just trying to figure it out. Uh, I was wondering if maybe at some point in season six, Fitz will finally get the monkey he deserves. Oh, uh, good question. He's but he deserves it. Oh, uh, thanks. Um, <laughs> I would like, do you know what? I've I, I resigned myself that I'm not going to get one at this point. I actually adopted one for myself. Well, in I real life. In real life, I adopted yeah. one. This is real life. <laughs> what? Go ahead, tell that me. Yeah. That's mental of it is. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I adopted one. So I've got one in real life now. I don't know, like, home with me. He doesn't, like, sit and have breakfast with me and stuff, but I've, I'm going to go meet him. What? Uh, he's already, uh, she's already named. She's. Have you forgotten her name? <sighs> she's called Pippin or something like that. I don't know. But she's my. <laughs> I feel like it's Elizabeth. Is that how she goes? I would love one in the show as well. You need, I, you need, to, I need, need to raise that with um, Jed and Mo and Jeff, actually. It's Jeff's fault we don't have a monkey. Uh, yeah. Because 
evidently I'm the only one at this table that has a brain. Uh, no, but a monkey's a good idea. Jeff Bell, do we, what do you think? Monkey? into it for Jed and I. Um, it's our first show together, and it was sort of like our first child, I would say. We were very precious about it when we started season one, and then we became a family with all these people, and then we started our own family. So for me, um, I think the birth of my daughter during the show has been a wonderful moment for me. It's warm and fuzzy. You got me, man. <laughs> uh, Natalia? Oh, I thought we were going in order. And I oh, there's no order in it. Oh, the memories. Um, oh, God, there's so many. Um, well, I, I, for me, something that's really special is I had never been on a show with uh, this kind of fandom and external family to our internal family. And I think it's been really special to be a part of something that has such a following and such support and love. So meeting the fans is always a really wonderful memory that I don't know if we'll get as we continue working as actors, because this is really rare. So yeah. Awesome. Uh, Elizabeth? Jessica, any scene with him. You didn't have to say that. That's really unexpected. So spontaneous. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think the first time walking on set when we shot the pilot, um, it was just such an out of body experience. Um, and then also getting to do a scene with Stanley was um, as wonderful and crazy and uh, something that was special, so, yeah, that's my top two, three, top three. <laughs> Alright, this is a good one. Jeff Bell? Um, what popped to mind was at the end of season one, the very last shot of the season um, was, was Clark as Colson carving alien writing into the wall. Mm -hmm. And it was about 10 o'clock at night, and all the other actors who didn't have to be there, who were all wrapped, came back, and we all wrapped the season and I think that kind of camaraderie has carried over for all these years. But I always remember him carving the walls, everybody showing up, and everybody clapping up for that person. Clark? Good memory. Jeff? Bell? 
No, after you. No, pal. Oh, gosh. Uh, I mean... No, I, I went to Clark. We'll get to Jeff. <laughs> He's right. He looked ready. Unless it was... Unless it was... <laughs> meeting Jeff was your moment. Thank you. <laughs> that was it. No, Clark, come on. Um, what? God, it's really hard to, to pick one. I, I have to say, I can't think of anybody else who got the bad call that I got from Marvel, which was, you're gonna have a lot of fun in the Avengers until you don't. <laughs> <laughs> to then have people like you at cons and online just say, no, no. And boom, here we are, seven years later, and more. I mean, what you just saw, that was nine days. More in post and all that stuff, but to do that over and over again, and to grow so close with this incredible bunch of people, and to continue to grow together and have that experience, and to have that be something that was birthed by the connection with the fans, with a character who I think represents them, is just something uh, it's probably the greatest thing that will ever happen to me. So I thank you. Thank you. Henry? Uh, uh, you know, let me tell you, I, I was sitting here trying to figure out what is uh, <laughs> the best for me. And quite honest, that's impossible. I, you know, Bill mentioned the first day. I do remember the first day. And uh, just. There were so many people. Uh, my first day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't there the very first day. But, uh, there were just so many people, so many names, so many um, people I got to know. It was wonderful. Then I graduated to my first scene with Ian, uh, which I absolutely loved. And um, and then you know just working with everyone. Natalia came on, and that was wonderful. And, Quite honestly, I, I can't I can't say it's one scene or, or one episode because it just keeps getting better and better. Quite honestly, it, it just you know these writers they keep uh, you know they keep me busy <laughs> and, and I love it. I love what they're giving me and uh, they keep uh, the, the wonderful experiences keep outmatching themselves. Wow. So that's, that's good. basically we heard from everybody, right? <laughs> like this. Oh, Jet. Well, Jet. I mean, and I thought Jet kind of threw in with Mo. I mean, I'm married to her, sure. I mean, <laughs> he is his own person, though. Okay. All right. Well, he just sort of said, "I'm not going to talk that," and I went with that. <laughs> Some people don't consider me that, but um, I, I, an obvious choice for me would be the hundredth episode. It was just one of those where. You know, writing it was a bit of a challenge because we knew we wanted to put a lot into it and we saw all these people right here. We sat in a room, but we, we did talk a lot about what we wanted to reflect on, but also what the fans would want. And, uh, you know, speaking about that connection with the fans, uh, you know, it was super gratifying to, to write it with the idea of, we'll give them something nice. Everybody wants to see Fitzsimmons get married. We'll give them that. And then when we, sh when we shot it, 
you know, we go to this location, we're under this tree, and Elizabeth comes out in her dress, and everybody was going, <laughs> you know, Chloe's going, I, I don't know if I can film this scene. Um, the emotions were really high for that, and it was, it, was, it was gratifying to feel the connection here while we were trying to make the connection here, and so that's an obvious choice for me. Cool. Jeff? So that, so that would be it. That would be everybody here got a chance to say what their favorite moment was. <laughs> Why don't you, let's hear it if you love Jeff. <laughs> Could you please take him home with you then? Uh, no, Jeff. 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 What was? What? What was your favorite moment? Besides when we hired you. Uh. Well, I mean, there's been a there's been a lot. Um. I. The. Um. You know. I, I did get to. Uh, Great answer. Get to be so a fun. series regular. Uh, yeah. And, and when that was really cool. And then getting to watch my work in that episode. Just. That was my biggest episode of the season. So you are all in for a treat. They cut a couple things more than I remembered. But yeah, just seeing that with you all. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, I think uh, behind the cement wall. In yeah. all well, that's what they didn't show you. Somebody had to be the other end of that gentleman who made of concrete. <laughs> Called. That's why they upped up the order. Um, no, uh, I think um, I think it was my very first day was uh, all, a really amazing experience in Jim Mo. We're there, and, and we were filming a scene um, with, uh, with Clark and uh, uh, Elizabeth and Chloe and me and Ming, and we were, we were trying to do the scene, and all of us kept laughing. It was the first day, and we didn't even know each other. And I was kind of thinking, oh, well, this is a fun crew. And um, yeah, it was a really, I had a very good feeling. And then when I got uh, the call that they wanted to make me a regular, I was it was a very surreal, I didn't think that that was ever going to happen. So that was a crazy moment. Not, Henry, um, you know, saw me that day and, and he kept laughing, going, seriously, what, the, what were they telling me about? <laughs> I said, no, seriously, man, they're going to make me a regular. And then he walked off pretty upset. But that was, that was a great, that was all, no, I mean, everything has been amazing. It's all one moment. <laughs> Time's not linear. Look it up now. Uh, oh, oh, another question. Hi. Hi, Agent Garcia reporting to duty. Uh, I have a question for uh, Colson or Greg Clark. A lot of um, celebrities have their significant others make cameo appearances on TV shows. Any chance your wife will make an appearance in the upcoming Agents of Shield? Oh. We can we can ask her. She would not be into that. <laughs> um, it's a great idea. It's a great idea. I don't get to write the show, but maybe we should talk to the writers. <laughs> That's a great idea. We'll look into that. <laughs> 
Yeah. Thank you, Richard Garcia. <laughs> and it's Clark Gregg. Uh, confuses everybody, but it's Clark. Next, <laughs> next question. Uh, hi, my name is Brendan, and I was here last year, and it's so great to see you guys again. Oh, nice to see uh, you too you. again, thank Brendan. You. Thank you. Yeah. Now my question is, well, don't despite be annoying. Uh, will this season take place shortly or before uh, the decimation from Infinity War, and how does that affect the rest of the team? Uh, it's a really good question, and, and I'll field that one. Um, you'll probably be uh, on April 28th in a theater finding out how the Infinity War concludes in Endgame. And then on the 5th, the 3rd of uh, May, which is a week later, um, you'll probably go back and see it again. And <laughs> And, and tell everybody that it's the coolest movie you've ever seen in your whole life. So that by the time you get to May the 10th, you're not going to have anything else to do than sit home and watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. knowing how the Avengers story ended in Endgame. So that should tell you, particularly when saw today, that it's one year later, uh, that you would have figured that part out, but it's okay, we all wanted to get a monkey too. So, hopefully that answered the question. Do you Next. Have Hello. Hi. Hi. My name's Luke, and you guys are awesome. Thank you. Thanks, you're awesome, Luke. My question is, in the whole series of, like, every season, what would be your favorite Meta power, like inhuman power. Uh, wow. Uh, well, there's there is one inhuman that's, that's on our on our panel. Natalia, what's it like being? Uh, yes. What's your what's your what? I thought it was what we should like. Well, we're gonna go with what's it like. Oh, what's it like? Um, well, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um. No, it's, uh, it's, I mean, I don't have superpowers myself, so I just imagine it. But in my imagination, it's really awesome to have superpowers. Don't you think? It would be kind of cool, right? Yeah. I like, I like Carl Creel's power, because it looks so cool. I like Flint's, because he gets to move rocks around, he can do all kinds of stuff with that. <laughs> That's that's great, Jeff. Uh, so, uh, he's, he's literally answering the question. <laughs> really, buddy? There was nothing wrong with that. Thanks, Jeff. Is there a superpower you would like? Which one would it be? Teleport? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Mine would be traveling in time. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, there's time travelers in the audience. Uh, our next question. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Marley, and I've been a really big fan for like, a long time. Uh, my question is, what was your favorite part of working on the show? Uh, I think we kind of covered that, but we can get less. Anybody 
you like they didn't cover what their favorite part of working on the show was? Marley. You had another one? You give, if you have another one. Yeah. As in like, uh, like not working together, I guess, you know, interacting with the writers and the actors and the directors. One, I'll talk about one part that's very funny about the, all of these people have had to do is interacting with Mark Kolpak, who's our VFX coordinator, as yep. Lo mentioned. Because one of the, Real quick, shout out to Sabrina Arnold, who's also here. Yes, Sabrina. She's basically his uh, right hand. Yeah. And Rihanna's here, and Dennis Palazzo, and Benny, everybody from here. Yeah. Historial. She has saved the indignity of acting out what the power looks like for the actors, which Mark Kopak does. So you got to imagine, you see it here and it's all done, but when they do it, they're standing in front of nothing. And he's saying, you're going like this. <laughs> and it sort of just goes, you know, and they have to do that trusting that some point it'll look like that. But yeah. we get to watch it before the effects are in. So we've seen all of them look completely ridiculous. I have a video of all of that on my iPhone. Maybe I'll share with the world at some point. Uh, thank you, Molly. Thank you. Uh, next. Question. Hey, hey guys. Hi, hey, Megan. I'm Megan, first of all. We're all Megan. Thank you, Philip Olson. I have a question for all of you guys. So... I'm scared. I'm totally scared right now. There's a man holding a baseball bat. Who could be doing anything? Okay, sorry. Oh, which character do you miss the most from the previous seasons? Like the ones who died or the ones you never got to see again? Like Bobby or Hunter? Uh, I like Bobby. But... Uh, Elizabeth? Um, I think it must be mentioned. We had, um, 
Yeah, neck bud. Um, and, and my friend. <laughs> You've got a friend, Ian. I do. I do, yeah, it's my friend. They're actually genuine in real life. Um, <laughs> the, uh, uh, we, do you know what? Last, when Nick, okay, speaking of Nick, when Nick, Nick came back and did an episode, it was just me and him. And uh, we, had a, we had a ferret. And there were two ferrets. They were called Salt Pepper, which is just funny because one was white, one was black. And Pepper was a little rascal. And Salt was pretty cool too. So I miss those guys. They could have. longer. I don't know what happened with their contract negotiations, or I presumed you guys tried to work that out. Salt and Pepper. Um, you know, it's funny, I, I miss when Deke was on the show. That's the part that I uh, you, you didn't catch me? I was just in that episode? That yes. Yeah. That was it. That was it. Very that was good. probably the best. Uh, how about another question? Hi there. My name is Rodina, and my question is, given we are going into season six, and we, as the fans, have had six wonderful years with you guys, what question are you guys tired of hearing at Comic-Cons? As to you. What can you tease about X? <laughs> Who's X? <laughs> Henry, you tired of anything? It's just we can't really answer questions ever, so I think any question is challenging for us, but I think the thing, it's not really a question that I don't like, it's, it's, it's the phrase that we had a rocky start that we hear a lot, right? Yeah, I mean everything's after written about our show, start. it's like, after a rocky start, this show's good. <laughs> the finale was great, after rocky start, that doesn't yeah. even make sense. I'm really tired of hearing, who are you again? And, uh, no, but I do, I do, and I, you know, I'm on it, so just check it out, it's in the fifth season, and I understand it's later, but just... You're really yeah. sick of hearing it from Jeff Lowe. Who's <laughs> being his, like, go-to. It has been. Uh, uh, we can ask the question, and then I think, unless... Where we are time wise, but I think we're going to go to the lightning round right after this one. Let me explain what a lightning round is. <coughs> She's going to ask her question, but after that, lightning rounds are yes or no questions. Oh. So if you're going to ask questions, not you, but everybody after you, if you have a question, these people should be able to answer it with a yes or a no. Okay? Or a very quick answer. <laughs> there you go. So you have a question? Yes, I do. Okay. Um, Thank you in, very much. <laughs> in a recent interview, a little birdie said that season seven was going to be the last season of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I was just curious that, hypothetically speaking, when everything ends, where do you, uh, where do you guys hope your character's journey will take them? It's, we're not ending. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I'm going to answer that. We 
we think every season's our last season. <laughs> so we're like, more? Yeah, every time we get a pickup, we're like, oh, bonus, sure. They Thank call you. the writers, we're like, come back. Yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Hi. Now we're in the lightning round. So this is the part where you ask a question and we can answer really quickly. Okay, this is for Clark Gray. Um, was it hard growing up with two first names? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Next. Hi. Um, I once worked with uh, Jen and Marissa. Anyways, um, Clark, um, are you afraid of dying for good? Yes. <laughs> Wonderful question, sir. Uh, it was great to see Willow Hale as uh, Robin hinted. You have fun working with her. Yep. Yes. 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 So much. Lightning round. Who knew? Ian. <laughs> this question is for Ian. Uh, do you enjoy your brother's seafood restaurant in Scotland? And I've been watching on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I can't expand anymore until you should go. I've already said too much. Yeah. <laughs> Next. So, what's your... What's your best memory of Stan Louie? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, we might have to break out of the yes and no for that one. Uh, yes. Um, every memory. Yeah, I, every moment with him is awesome. You have one love? Uh, just, I, you know, he was so generous and all the time. I think my favorite memory is the fact that um, I met him a long time ago, uh, for the first time, and then when I met him again, it literally like 20 years had gone by, and, and I, you know, he was in his 90s, and I, like, I can't remember anything, and I'm not in my 90s yet, and I came up and I said, uh, I said, hi, it's Jeff Logan, he goes, I know who you are, Jeff, and I was just like, I was so blown away that that was, uh, if somehow this man who has met everyone on the planet and touched all of us, like I had somehow stayed in his memory, and that was just awesome for me. So, uh, anyway. uh, lightning round, go ahead. Yes, no? Hi, my name is Terry. Um, my costume is Agent Coulson. You're my favorite. I love you too, Terry. <laughs> It was a real honor to meet Elizabeth at Phoenix Comic Con a few years ago. Um, my quick question, yeah, I know it's a lighter one, but if you could have any one superpower, what would it be? Yes. 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 just <laughs> Go back 30 seconds and not have just said that. Um, I think I feel like Quake would be quite good. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yes.
Thank you. Yeah. First ones to think of it. <laughs> Back in lightning round, huh? Henry, have you ever looked into owning a real-life shotgun axe? Real-life what? Shotgun axe. Oddly, yes. <laughs> when the robots come. Lightning round, So my question is to Ian DeCastiger, out of season two or season five, which one was the hardest to film dealing with Fitz's uh, mental struggles? Uh, uh, yeah. five. 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 Thank you. Next. <laughs> 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 a really question. Um, no. <laughs> but okay. first of all, is that true? Because it's amazing. Um, was it? What was your reaction to having Agent Coulson being a bad guy? Was it happy or excited? Happy or excited? In what we just saw? Um. Yes or no? Uh, was it, I, I, was I, it I, fun I, to do that? That was very fun. <laughs> Never heard of it. <laughs> Next. Hi, my name is Audrey. Um, my birthday is in a couple days, so I want to say happy birthday to Clark. Happy birthday, and, Audrey. Thank you. And I wanted to ask Clark, uh, do you prefer your cheesy scenes or your emotional scenes more? Cheesy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like his jokes, his cheesy little jokes. <laughs> you know, I never find out till later if they're cheesy or not. <laughs> In my mind, they're never going to be cheesy, but sometimes I guess I just do it that way. Um, I, I like them all. Cheesy, less cheesy. <laughs> Happy birthday. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm getting the this thing. Which means get the hell off the stage, low. Uh, and uh, I think what we would love is uh, if this incredible cast uh, could stand up and you guys could say thank you for Marvel's Agents of Shield season six. We have one last question. Lightning round, young sir. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Sorry, boss. Yeah, I have a question. Yeah. I'm kind of new to this show, so what's it about? I'm just curious. When you when you tune in on May 10th, you're gonna figure out everything in between now and then. You can watch every episode up until then. Just tell your parents you need a hundred hours. Or Ian will just explain the whole thing to you right now. So just sit down. Ian, go ahead and start from the top. You probably got some more time in your hands. It's about a cheesy. Ladies and gentlemen, the cast and the executive producers Thank you so much. We'll see you on May 10th. Only on ABC.
Once again, ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for all our guest panelists from Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and our special guest moderator, Mr. Jeff Lowe. I know not everybody watches Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but for those who do, you know why we love the show. For those who don't, I'm not going to say you're missing out, but you're missing out. But okay, on to the next panel, which is the Warner Brothers New Line uh, presentation panel, uh, which covers several stuff. Uh, but this for this episode, I'm going to play you an extended audio clip from Godzilla, King of the Monsters. I was at the panel, love the art, love you again. Woo! <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? Hey. Uh, so at the end of uh, Kong Skull Island, we saw um, the mural with alluding to the Titans that we're going to see. So my question is, are we going to see maybe a piece of King Kong in this epic uh, King of the Monsters? Uh, Kong exists in this universe, obviously. They're already in production on Kong versus Godzilla. So, uh, and we do pace, we tip the hat to Godzilla, uh, Kong, yeah. But what is, what is a king to a god? <laughs> hey. Jeff's fine. Hi. Hi. Uh, Kick-ass trailer. Thanks. Okay, I know we have Godzilla vs. Kong coming out next year, but uh, who will win in a fight, Godzilla or Gamera? The audience. Um, Godzilla. I'm sorry, he's a turtle. <laughs> the movie is amazing. Just two words. Intense and orgasm. <laughs> and my question was, my question is, um, what's your guys' favorite uh, old Godzilla movie? The original. Yeah, where I mean, it all started. Yeah, yeah, the OG, OG. Hi, I just want to say as a long, long time Godzilla fan, this movie is easily the one that I've been looking for my entire life. Wow. So that's my comment. Thank you. I appreciate that. A couple, uh, couple quick things. Um, I was wondering, Ghidorah standing on that volcano, mm -hmm. what is the genesis of that? That is absolutely badass. And number two, there's an online petition, I'm sorry I don't know their name, it's a cancer page who wants to see this movie pass, is that going to happen? Uh, the genesis, that's funny, uh, the genesis for Ghidorah on top of the volcano was inspired by Revelations, actually. The book of Revelations, very biblical. I mean, the whole goal for this film for us is to put the god back in Godzilla. Uh, and that shot sort of perfectly encompasses that intent. Uh, so yeah, the, the genesis of that shot was the Book of Revelations, first and last. Uh, and I think you're talking about Josh, possibly, and uh, we're working on him. Yeah. <laughs> nice shirt. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
my question is, what were some of the troubles bringing beloved characters like Mothra and King Ghidorah like, onto the big screen into the American cinemas? Because I loved Mothra for my like, entire life, and to see her so badass is just amazing. So you're saying, what troubles did we have? Uh, for troubles? No, we just wanted to treat them with the reverence of, of gods. Treat them like the mythic creatures that we believe they are. Yeah, Mothra is not a big moth, she's a goddess. You know, so we, we wanted to portray these creatures as not just giant animals, but as something that you would bend the knee to if you saw it in real life. Uh, that's how I always saw them growing up. I didn't see them as puppets or men in suits. I saw ancient deities. I mean, if I could push a button right now to make these creatures real, I would do it without hesitation. Like over and over and over again. So this is the closest we're probably going to get to that until I succeed in my super villainous plans. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, wow. First off, as a long time Godzilla fan growing up, seeing every single film, this is the number one movie that's putting me to go see it before any game. That's careful, how careful, careful. We don't want to poke the Marvel bear. <laughs> why, why not both? You know, the Avengers fought Godzilla in a comic book, so, you know, they can coexist. But my, my question was, uh, for the future of the MonsterVerse, what original Godzilla monsters would you guys want to see Godzilla fight in future movies? Thanks to me, what Toho creatures? What, what Toho or what original? Uh, ori original. Original Toho monsters. Oh, okay. Uh, original Toho monsters. Uh, my personal favorites, Mechagodzilla, Biollante, uh, and Gigan. Because he almost killed Godzilla once, and that was traumatizing as a kid. He bled. Oh. I... <laughs> I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll leave that answer to Mike. I'm the a Godzilla expert. <laughs> That's not a monster. He's not a monster. He's just a badass. trailer was awesome. Um, I, one thing I really uh, love about the old movies was the sound effects used for the mod old monsters. Mm -hmm. uh, what I really want to know is, was that a consideration when you were creating this new film, uh, especially with regards to uh, my favorite, uh, Ghidorah? Ooh, I like how you pronounce that. That's different. We haven't heard that one before. Uh, yeah, it wasn't just a consideration. It was an obsession. Because I think the creatures are like musical instruments. Like They have a very particular uh, noises, screeches, roars, and if you deviate too much from that, uh, it's not right. I mean, Godzilla without his roar isn't Godzilla, so that it applies to all the other creatures. So we worked very closely with the sound designers uh, and started with the original roars and then sort of updated them and added layers to them and went out and recorded wild animals. Turtles. <laughs> we did! We record. I forgot. We recorded turtles. turtles. It turns out certain turtles make really amazing noises. But um, you use an example. I've never heard that. No, I'm not going well, to do that. There's people recording. Anybody? Yeah. Anybody uh, but we recorded rattlesnakes. Uh, vultures. Yeah. Vultures. Owls. It was really fun. But yeah, they, they have to sound like themselves. Hi. My name is SK Arunachalam. 
I'm all the way from India. Wow. Welcome to LA or Anaheim. Same difference. <laughs> so the last movie uh, left me puzzling with a question. And it seems fair enough that I asked the same for this clip that you showed right here. It was amazing. But the question is, is Godzilla a good guy or a bad guy? I mean, you're trying to apply human morality to an ancient god. I just don't think that you can or should do that. Godzilla decides on a given day what he wants to do. I mean, he's a force of nature. But I think the bigger question is, are we good guys or bad guys? And that will determine how he reacts to us. Let's do it. Um, watch the trailer. The trailer looks great. The monsters look amazing, very beautiful. Uh, one thing that I noticed watching the movie is that it seems like, as far as the human characters go, that they're pretty much screwed. Like, the, the Vegas odds don't look very good for them, so I'm hoping you guys give me some insight on what the, the human character's role are for this film, because it seems like the things are going to get completely insane, so you guys have any insight you can tell us? I mean, the whole thing. Uh, no? yeah. We did, yeah. <laughs> We're fucked. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I mean, the, the, the whole story is about our relationship to Godzilla. Uh, it's all about humanity's attempt to learn how to coexist in a world where giant monsters uh, are reality, and whether or not we can sort of form a symbiotic relationship with Godzilla in order to survive. So that's the goal of the humans, or at least some of the humans, and others have a differing opinion about how we should live in a world full of giant monsters. So the human story is very important to us. No. Well, and that we wanted to put, you know, the humans, like Mike said, it's about our ability to coexist with each other and with a higher power, in this case, Godzilla and force of nature. So with that, at the, at the core of it, we have a family, and it's this family's struggle to connect or reconnect with each other that we wanted to follow through and keep it as the heart of, the, of, the heart of our film. So there's a very strong human element that we can follow, a few, a few group of characters, a few characters we can latch on to. Yeah, there is a strong family story because it follows Millie, Vera, and Kyle Chandler. Uh, they play a family that actually survived the attacks in 2014. And so a lot of this is about how this family has coped with trauma from, that, from those events. Yeah, we used to call it uh, Kramer versus Kramer versus Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, they, Legendary didn't like that title. <laughs> Uh, hey guys, thanks for being here. Uh, trailer gave me chills. Awesome job. Um, my question is in regards to the, um, like you said, the personality of the monsters. I know a few of the motion capture actors on this project. Um, what was it like directing the mocap actors and getting the personality out for the different uh, monsters in this film? That was one of my favorite parts of the shoot. It actually happened in post production, but what we did is I was really adamant that Ghidorah's three heads sort of have their own personalities. Uh, you know, in the past films, the original films, it was just a puppet with wires and they just sort of bobbed up and down. And then since we were doing motion capture, what it did is it took three separate actors and basically bound them together and they sort of performed <laughs> as one creature. 
And, uh, and then another act, performance capture artist named TJ Storm played Godzilla. He did Godzilla's mocap from the first film. And what it was, it was sort of like a modern day version of the man in suit process. Uh, it allowed us just to sort of give a slight glimmer of humanity to the monsters so they weren't just big animals. Uh, and it gave the animators, the visual effects uh, animators, something sort of to work off of. But it was a blast. It was like being 10 years old again and playing Godzilla in your backyard with much more money. <laughs> Hi. Oh, I have been sent the first Godzilla movie, the, the legendary. I mean, why you see in the future for MonsterVerse? Will we see Zilla in MonsterVerse? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, and in case you guys don't know who Zilla is, Zilla is the derogatory term given to the 1998 Godzilla. Yeah, I know. So here's, listen, it's like, there's a different decade. So I don't, I don't, I don't see him appearing in the MonsterVerse anytime soon. Sorry. Yeah, I can hear your heart breaking from here. <laughs> yeah. Any funny or exciting moments on, on set that happened to you guys that you share with everybody? It's, I mean, it's, it's funny every day. It's like yeah. uh, a really expensive uh, flea circus. There's a bunch of people running around pretending that giant monsters are chasing them in front of blue screens. And I would play the monster roars on set. So I had giant speakers set up on my iPad in my back, so I was like a DJ in the back playing the monster roars. Just to sort of get the actors like to get a little more spring in their step. But we did a lot of pranks. Nice. Oh, best prank, come on. I put a life-size replica of Linda Blair from The Exorcist in Millie's trailer. I love for that. It had glass eyes, yeah. And then Millie put it in Vera's trailer. But she's devious. She did it so that when Vera opened the door to her trailer, like, Linda Blair came screeching out of and, like, fell on top of her. So, yeah. Can't wait, you guys. This is exciting. So looking forward to that movie. It looks fantastic. It looks so good. <laughs> bigly. Godzilla is bigly. Anyways, enough of that. Let's move on to Shazam! running away. Who run away? Hi there, my name's Sam. My question's for Zachary Levi. If the reverse of Shazam happened to you right now, and you turn back into a 15-year-old boy, what powers would you have? Nothing would change. <laughs> <laughs> From the mouth of kids, you know what I mean? He's not wrong. Uh, he's, he's not wrong. Uh, first of all, I'm 14, thank you, and uh, I'm basically 15, um, and I don't know, yeah, I probably wouldn't be too all that different, I was still reading comic books and playing video games and, uh, and really, really, you know, digging all of that stuff, but I, it's so cool that all of those heroes and everybody that I grew up reading, now we live in this like golden age of superhero movies because special effects have gotten so good that we can build all these worlds and it's like, yeah! So 14 year old me will be like, yeah! Because my voice really had How was that? How was that? Can you hit me with that? Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> I hope I didn't sound like that when I was 14. 
Hi. Hey. Um, oh, that was lovely. Hi, Sherry. Yeah, right? Um, so my question is, uh, you, as you guys probably know, there's this idea that there was a movie named Shazam in the 90s with Sinbad as a genie. Then wait, hang on a second. It had three A's in it. Hang it on three A's. three A's. It did have three A's. And also, and also this is not, this is like a, a, a Mandela effect thing, because even, even he has said online that it never existed, and you can't find it, so how do you know this exists? Well, so yeah, I remember it, even though it didn't happen. Do you? I know, right? Like so, the Berenstein Bears? So like... <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? How do you yes. spell Berenstein? Mandela effect, nobody knows. Continue, continue. So, um, my question is, and maybe you can't answer this, but does Sinbad have a cameo in this movie? Because that would be curious. Yeah. Furious. <laughs> Wait till the end of the credits. No, but Shaq does make a cameo as a genie. Yeah. And Jamie Foxx comes in and tests all of our musical knowledge. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm here all night, guys. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget the rum set. <laughs> nice hat. Uh, <laughs> has there been any pranks or funny moments that has happened backstage? What's um, <coughs> there are there's countless. There's countless. There's um, one. We got the pranksters sitting right next to us. Yeah. I, I guess some of your pranks. I guess the safest one that I can discuss in front of a bunch of people <laughs> would come out with me. There was one time um, we were shooting in the Foster House, which is on a soundstage. It's not a real house. Um, so I, I saw Asher sitting, or no, standing, talking to somebody about his props or something like that. And, and I and there was a table in front of him with a with a little baby powder. Baby, yeah, baby powder. And I go, hey Asher, look, and I like squeezed it, and I thought that would just go up in the air, but it went all over his hair, all over his wardrobe, and I just ran. I just ran. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of them. Yeah. Many more. Go on. Exactly. Uh, do you remember me from the sci-fi Comic-Con, live at Comic-Con? Uh, yes. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I know, don't worry. I've done this a couple of times. Yes. My name's Badass. Oh, I'm sorry, what? You cut out. Uh, no, no, my, but okay. second question is, in the no, movie... Second question. What is... Uh, are we going to see um, the seven deadly sins? Uh, I feel like that's a question that David has ever they, they play a part in it. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> You're not, not. You gotta watch the movie, you know what yeah. I mean? We don't want to spoil nothing for you, Green Arrow. <laughs> Another lovely shirt. Um, I was wondering if we're going to get to see Shazam interact with the rest of the DC Universe, and if we do, how do you think your characters are going to get along with the Justice League? <laughs> well, so many questions about what's in the movie. <laughs> kind of have to see it to, uh, yeah. Well, but that, I, I feel like that's more of, like, beyond, yeah, like, yeah. like in, the, in the broader universe of everything. I mean, I hope so. I, I don't know. Nobody at this table uh, has any of that information. Because 
because that's all way above our pay grade, but uh, I would love for Shazam to be brought into the league. I think that would be incredible, and I think that uh, I would just want to, you know, constantly be like wrestling with Superman and racing Flash and bugging Batman and just staring at Wonder Woman with googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which is, I'm sure, what these guys would be doing as well. <laughs> <laughs> They're not saying anything. <laughs> We're right. We're at WonderCon, John. Oh, right. Okay. So I mean, I mean, the the opportunity of, of Flashpoint that exists, but that, but that's not what this is right now. Maybe maybe a sequel or a prequel or yeah, a something. Or a, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Uh, first of all, I just want to say thank you for the bottom of my heart for you supporting Captain Marvel after certain people were trying to bring it down a bit. Because at the end of the day, you can like both companies. Uh, yeah, sure. I'm yeah. And more, and if I just, just, just add to that, I, to me, it's more, it's more about that we defend what is true. You know what I mean? And when you see uh, or hear a lie, it is 100%, I believe, all of our responsibilities to try and very kindly, in love, but very firmly correct that lie. And if somebody is spreading those lies, then it's important that we would confront that and say, hey, let's not do that anymore. So, yeah. Okay, but this, but this is important. This is my question. Yeah. What is he called in the film? Captain Marvel or Shazam? And I want to know now. He's uh... I know now! Whoa, I'm pushy, pushy, jeez! I have no time! Uh, uh, no, no, you don't, uh, you gotta go see the movie! Yeah. <laughs> it's there! Chance to uh, 
to carry on my little evil through line from the DC. <laughs> <laughs> It's taken a while, but you know, I never got the chance with Sinestro, but I feel like I have it with Dr. Savannah. So. That was a big hit to my super evil. That's right, it's my turn. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. What, uh, what David? I mean, it's all, it's all pinch me. I mean, you know, I, I, a lot of you guys have maybe seen me at panels before at other conventions and things like that. You know the, the various uh, projects that I've been so blessed to be a part of, and all of that leading up to the little kid in me who read comics and wanted to be a superhero, the actor in me who always wanted to actually be truly a bona fide superhero that wasn't just killed by Kate Blanchett and, you know, whatever. Uh, like, like getting to wear the spandex and be the guy, like it's all beyond, it's beyond my wildest dreams. And so it's all a massive tension moment, yeah. Thanks, great question. already know, you may have saw me at the Big Bang Theory and Angel That's right. That's right. That's right. Sorry, I didn't get the good Master Angel, can you describe more details about Billy Batson? Yeah, can you please give me more details? Thank you. that's been there for him and just been him alone basically all along in this world and he's not the nicest kid at the beginning of the movie that you know he doesn't have anybody and you really see that you really see him transition um, throughout the movie and you really see him evolve because he finds his real family and that's where you really get to meet I feel like the real really bad so. yeah. Yeah, thank you that's nice to have I'm super excited to see Shazaya Why? <laughs> uh, living, living my dreams for for real. But flying is pretty dope. Flying yeah. is fun. Firing electricity out of my yeah. hands. You know, he gets to do it out of his eyes nearly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was the best part. Action. Um, beating up a bully with a crutch. Beating up a bully with a crutch. That was for me. Jumping off a Jumping roof. Jumping off the rooftop. I mean, that was by far my favorite thing to shoot. I mean. I kind of felt like a superhero because I gets to do most of like, the cool stuff and I kind of got to do a little it's bit true. of the groundwork, I, I, can, I guess I can say, so, yeah. Jack? Jack? Um, I mean, like I was saying earlier, like, I, I've idolized the DCEU my entire life uh, and just being a part of it. And also playing a character that I love so much. I love Freddy. I remember I, I walked uh, out of a screening in Miami after watching it. I was like, I want to play Freddy again. Like, I'm in love with him. I love him. So, like, after watching him, uh, you know, and I'm just like, I'm playing. In a way, I, you know, I kind of incorporated a little bit of myself into that, it was just, it was so much fun. A little bit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, maybe the fact, like, the part of, uh, of, of Freddy where it's like, I, I don't know anything there is to know about, about DC Universe. I mean, I, I obviously did a great deal of research, but I don't know everything there is to know. I don't know Blue Beetle's wife's name. I don't know <laughs> the, the, the little, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just so grateful for all of this. I'm just so thankful for all of this. What about David? Yeah. What was your part of shooting? 
And being in the movie? Yeah. Well, my little cameo I can't really talk about. <laughs> um, no, I mean, just everything. Not just making the movie and like working with these guys, but getting to do all of this awesome yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, getting to come here and like sign posters and meet all of you guys. I mean, it's just very, very surreal, but awesome. Yes, I see a Captain Marvel there in the Old school <laughs> Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now everybody else sees him too, all right. Um, so question for all you guys, by the way, great movie. Thanks. Love it. Um, if you could only pick one of the powers of Shazam, what would you pick and why? I, I keep going with lightning powers because he gets a lot of use out of that in the movie. And I, I you know, he can not just destroy things, but he can like, you know, shoot into an ATM machine and get money. And like he can uh, use it in very inventive, he can charge phones whenever he needs to, you know, that's very handy. Jack? Um, one of Shazam's favorite powers? I, I feel like the electricity manipulation thing. I mean, I'll, I'll say like one of another one of his trademarks is uh, the verbally triggered body manipulation properties. Maybe that. That you can change yeah. the word? Switch. What would you change to? Think about it, we'll come back. That's one power. Oh, I saw mine. It was electricity manipulation. But, um, I mean, a lot of electricity. Invisibility is definitely one, uh, but no, like, my all time favorite is flight. I mean, fly over LA traffic, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? You know, we all want to do that. Mark? Speed of mercury, I think. <laughs> Hyperspeed is something, you know, imagine that, that situation where everything around you freezes and you can move in and out and do what the hell you like. I mean, I, I kind of like that idea. So. <laughs> Hyperspeed would be great. Uh, I would go with the wisdom of Solomon, my friend. And the reason why, <laughs> other than the fact that I think that'd be pretty groovy, is if you had all of that wisdom, then perhaps you would be able to build a super suit that had all of the other powers included. <laughs> Come Jesus. on, guys! Come on, you should knock it! Yes, Chuck Bartowski, hello, sir. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I can only assume this message, or this uh, question is going to be from Mark, right? <laughs> so, Zach, uh, I try, I try, I try. That's why he needs the wisdom. <laughs> what do you think is easier, playing a superhero or a super spy? Um, well, I haven't done both. I, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, they, they both, um, they both have been very, they, they were both very challenging in their own rights and also incredibly rewarding in their own rights. Um, I'll tell you what, the, and you know this by how easily, by the way, any Chuck cosplayers out there, you are welcome for the easiest cosplay you have ever gotten in your entire life. That, my friend, was a far more comfortable suit than the one that I wore that, that is a spandex onto my body. Um, I could actually go to the bathroom wearing those pants, you know what I mean? Uh, so there's different challenges involved, uh, but I'm just beyond grateful that I got to do both. You know? I, love, I love the fact that I, you know, 12 years ago, uh, when I went to the first convention promoting Chuck in San Diego, that, uh, well, literally 12 of those in a row, I went from being a nerdy big box store working down on his luck guy to being, you know, a bona fide superhero. Like, and, and so many of you guys have been along with me on that journey, which just literally means the world to me. Chuck would be losing his shit right now if he was at the end of Shazam. Thanks for the question.
Hi, uh, I got a question for David. Uh, Two-part question. First of all, I'm a fellow filmmaker, and also I've been following your YouTube channel since 2013 when uh, Lights Out came up. I love Thank it, by you. the way. And, um, you know, they say, a lot of people say there's no such thing as an overnight success, but uh, for you, it's so inspiring to me how quickly you got picked up, and now how you have, just in three years, you have three successful movies under your belt. Yeah. Uh, How has that experience been for you? Amazing, but I, I think there is some truth in that, in that, you know, it didn't happen until I was 34, 35, you know, so it's like, you know, there were uh, quite a few years of struggling, of trying to, to do something close to movies with like animation or documentaries or, or whatever I could, uh, and I think that's the key, to just keep doing things uh, to, to, until something clicks with people, because you never know what, what people uh, will enjoy, you know. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I hope it was a great first part question. So sorry. Uh, well, since I just said, I had another second part question for you. Uh, it's bold of me to ask, but can you and I get lunch? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the Academy Awards. You get right out, bro. We'll get lunch, bro. We'll get lunch, bro. We'll get tacos. <laughs> Sir, would you like to get lunch with David Osen? <laughs> Dude scared me because I am also a director and I have a director question, so... He's not getting better this time. Yeah. First of all, Mark Strong, you deserve to play more heroes. Oh. So, well, I quite like playing the villains, you know, that's the thing. They're, they're great fun, so... But I appreciate the sentiment, thank you. It, it was really scary in Kingsman. I was like, when is he going to turn on <laughs> um, so my question is for Mr. Sandberg. Um, you went from all these great little horror shorts, including Lights Out, which was really inspiring, really, really creepy, to Shazam, which is very, very different. How did that, how did you get in that room? How did that pitch go? Uh, to be honest, it was actually the studio that, that called me. After, I was finishing up Annabelle Creation. They were really happy. They called me up and said, hey, would you be interested in directing Shazam? And I was like, you know, in my head, I was like, well, I don't know why they're asking me, but I wasn't going to ask them, because they, then they might be like, oh, yeah, why, why would we call this guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so, so they came to me, I mean, and I'm eternally grateful for that they saw that in me. Uh, and, you know, it was just a dream to do something where I got to incorporate so much from movies that I loved, you know, growing up, because I, I'm a big horror fan, but I, like, love early, like, you know, the movies I grew up with, like, yeah, Goonies, Gremlins, Ghostbusters, early Amblin stuff, and, and be able to do something that incorporates all that, like, humor and heart and, you know, even a little bit of horror, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I've been very lucky. Uh, what process did you go through in preparation for this role? A lot of different uh, sides of preparation. I, I uh, was in the gym immediately uh, <laughs> uh, and have been since then. I haven't stopped. It's been about a year and a half and I've been working on a lot and eating a lot of calories, but not the fun kind. Uh, really clean, boring calories. Um, and. Uh, but, but, but in that, I, you know, I basically had bosses that were paying me to get in the best shape of my life, and I'm so grateful for that. And then on top of that, just trying to, I don't know, figure out what it'd be like 
to be a 14-year-old kid in a, in a, you know, this, in this package, whatever this is, and a red suit and a cape and superpowers and tapping into that kid in me, which, you know, fortunately wasn't all that difficult because I really refused to grow up in most areas of my life. Um, but also being around these guys reminded me so much of myself when I was 14. And, uh, we just had a, a ball being able to do that, you know? And as an adult, you never really get the opportunity to play a kid again, so it was kind of a really dreamy situation, and I tried to do my best. Thank you. Uh, hey, Zachary. Hi. Uh, first of all, I want to say it's just shocking to be talking to you. Uh, second off... Uh, Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, just checking. I think it's. I think the DC universe has been pretty arguably, arguably dark up till this point. Uh, Shazam seems like a more humorous take on things. Is do you know if for the future of the DC universe, if that's where it's headed, a more humorous take? And if so, how does it feel to be a part of that? Um, I, well, I, I I think that what we have been able to do, hopefully, is what any filmmaker and, and group of people who are collaborating with the film are, are aiming to do, which is do right by your story, your corner of, you know, most movies aren't attached to a universe, so that, that's a whole other kind of situation, and all of that, like I said earlier, is way above my pay grade, but uh, I have every faith in our bosses at Warner Brothers and at New Line and at DC. I know that they have been empowering filmmakers like David F. Sandberg and James Wan and to go and start breathing life into these franchises and doing right by the franchise, first and foremost. And fortunately, what we got was a story about a 14-year-old kid who gets a superpower to say this word and, and become, you know, the super version of himself. That is inherently going to come with more comedy, uh, more hearts, more family tie, because we, we go right from Jeff Johns' New 52. I mean, we pull a lot from that. So it's already in the DNA to be that. And we hope, I hope, that we're just complimenting all of the other incredible films that have come before us that we have, by the way, built on their prestige and their lineage. Um, are, are, we, we are definitely, perhaps, more funny. <laughs> it might, it, it, there's more comedy, perhaps, uh, in it. But I think one of the other cool things we have is that in the same way like Deadpool is kind of like on this side of the Marvel Universe, like looking at it from a different angle, I feel like we get this opportunity as Shazam to be in the universe, but also kind of comment on it in a way that, you know, Freddy is a massive, true fan of all of these characters that in our world are all fictitious, but in our world, they're real, real. Like all of those movies were do documentaries, you know? Uh, Metropolis really got brought down to rubble. And he's aware of all this stuff, and he talks about all that stuff, and we get to also just like have a, a slightly different take on genre, on the genre in general, because of the heart that beats at the at the center of the movie. So all that's an honor, I think, and, and an honor that we get to do that in the DC universe as well. I like that. Cheers. I'm super excited to see this movie. Uh, my question is for David F. Sandberg. Uh, I'd like to know, since there's rumors of a Suicide Squad sequel being canceled, uh, do you guys did that change any plans of bringing Black Adam into the DCU? Uh, I wasn't aware of those rumors. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Where are you finding these rumors, guys? <laughs> Probably the internet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean. 
we, I mean, I certainly don't know exactly what's going on with the, the rest of the universe, because we were, you know, our only mandate was just like, make the best Shazam movie you can, which was very freeing in that we didn't have to like, okay, we have to set up, you know, what comes in the next movie, or we have to incorporate this, or we can't incorporate this yet. You know, it was just like, make the best Shazam movie, and it wasn't any other mandate. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we got one more. One more. Hi. Better be good. This better be real good. I mean, we really just got to know each other. We didn't, I feel like we didn't have, like, a lot of time to get to know each other and, like, figure this whole thing out. Well, yeah, in fairness, he was being a superstar at a Disney uh, show. <laughs> it was very, very busy. Um, but no, we sat down with, uh, we sat down with David, we went over the script, but... Yeah, David coached us through, like, quite yeah. a few scenes, and... We did. We, we tried to find as much commonality that we could, yeah. and just learn each other's... Finish each other's sentences. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, 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 and that was, you know, very, very helpful when you're able to yeah. at least have a little bit of time to be able to build that. And then we had even discussed, like, David and I had even discussed, like, is there like a, is there a tick or something mm -hmm. that we try to, you know, like, I don't know, like, Billy rubs his right ear or something like that. But I think ultimately we didn't go with any of them because we were like, we didn't want to make that like hang it all on that and then everyone's like oh see what they're doing they're trying to tell us that they're the same person you know so we didn't do any of that uh but the heart of it i feel like i mean did you and you, you it felt like it was consistent right like it felt like the same heart through the movie it was really thank really you. impressive I, was, I really want to give you guys props for that thank you that Appreciate was that. probably one of my favorite Superhero movies I've seen in years. Oh, I was most excited. Great. I've been to Thor Ragnarok, and I hope it is so wild well once it actually comes out. I'm excited to see it. From your mouth to God's ears, darling. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, so much for coming out. Give it up, guys. Give it up. Watch the Zam, folks. Watch the Zam. It's a good movie. Very fun. Very entertaining. Very enjoyable. Check it out. It is the very last um, DC Universe. DC Universe. DC movie from the original DCEU Thingamabob, you know, Batman v Superman, Justice League, Wonder Woman. They kind of, it's the last on the list of that list. After this one, everything goes crazy. Now that's the mask. But anyways, but yeah, there we go. Those are our audio panel clips. Um, welcome back to the extra stuff. It's a sports podcast. It's alive. It's alive. But and this is Albert. <laughs> I'm supposed to do credits here, right? I guess it's extra stuff. I suppose we never we never do credits. I guess maybe this is a new thing now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Albert Five X Five. You can find me on the Stuff and Junk Show podcast. That's the weekly podcast I do with Ruti and very occasionally, but but very often, drumming as well. Um, you can find me on the I said a movie blog, my non spoilers movie review. You can find me on the weekly comic strip that I do with Lewis. We did do one hundred comic strips. So do check that out. 100 comic strips. Send us your, your email to whowhatworstwhy at gmail.com. Leave a comment at Instagram, Facebook, 
or on the uh, website itself. Um, if you want to show your support, because we need it, head over to whowhatworswhy.com slash support to find out how. Music has been provided by the Y-Axis, findamatthewhyaxis.com. All the links and information can be found at whowhatworswhy.com. Yeah! Why am I so excited about this? But, you know, like I said, it's it's back! I just thought my boss is back! It's back! Back! Next next month, I'm probably going to talk about Spoilers, Please, and His Clyde's Gone. 